Welcome to the Business Chef Podcast, where we learn from the best about the business side of the food service industry. Do you make food? Then let us help you make money doing it. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food Make Money on Instagram or Facebook, or email us info at businesschef.org. Welcome back, everybody, to the Business Chef Podcast. Chef Sean Boucher here. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being a part of things. Let's just get into it. How many of you out there, and be honest, have ever wanted to travel the world? Maybe on a cruise ship. Maybe you've been on a cruise and you've thought, wow, this would be awesome. I would love to be a chef on a cruise line. Well, maybe you've thought that, maybe you haven't, maybe you've thought it for fleeting moments, but then thought, boy, those guys, they're gone a lot. And that's true. Four months on and two months off. And those four months on are literally four months on a boat. But I think there's a lot more to it than what people think. So we have our good friend Christian Prosh here to talk a little bit about what it actually takes to be a chef on the cruise lines. So without further ado, I'll let you take it away, chef. So I am originally from Germany. I had the um, pleasure and or, I guess, uh, privilege to go through an apprenticeship after attending college. Um, My experience or willingness to go academical was not there, so I chose a profession that I had um, worked on a sideline on Wednesday while I was attending school. Uh, fast forward, um, Germany has, or at that time, had compulsory military service, and while still interested in the cooking side, I joined the Navy in uh, great hopes to be placed in a casino uh, shore-based but then ended up on a frigate uh, traveling the world and having first-hand experience, obviously, not only on the military side, but on a moving vessel and or a ship serving various meals throughout the day. Um, I was then intrigued by going to sea and seeing uh, different cultures and the countries, obviously, uh, traveling uh, the world, so I joined uh, two more cruise ships after that, uh, then went back ashore, uh, worked in Germany, um, was able to uh, do my certified master chef at that time, had a short stint in Dubai, and then found my way to the U.S., uh, worked for a hotel and resort company that uh, took me also from East West Coast and back, and um, while doing that, um, I was approached uh, by a headhunter to land a job on um, another, or I shouldn't say cruise vessel because they're insulted, Uh, it's the largest residential yacht in the world called the World Residence at Sea. Um, with that experience, I landed, uh, or after you know doing that, I landed in New York, uh, worked for Mandarin Oriental, and then was approached again uh, for 
my experience in the hotel side, uh, luxury hotel as well as cruise line industry, uh, which brought me to Norwegian Cruise Line, where I am currently at. I started as a research and development uh, corporate executive chef um, based in Miami with traveling the fleet for uh, new menu development and rollouts and as well as training. And then most recently, beginning of this year, uh, took responsibility for the entire culinary operation chip site um, still based in Miami, which oversees um, all aspects for the culinary operation. That's in short. Wow. It's it's definitely an incredible career, and you've done a lot of really cool things. It's almost like you've spent as much time at sea as you have on land. It does seem that way. It's actually the shorter amount of it. Um, the... Uh, by by time, um, although the differences are where uh, contracts aboard or ship side are usually for an extended time without days off. So in management positions, it's quite common or regular that you have four months on, two months off contracts, uh, which pretty much is exactly what it is. So you work four months straight on the ship and then uh, have two months off and won't be bothered. So let's let, let me ask you this then. So if somebody comes to you and they say, "Chef, you know, I I love what you do. I love the thought of of going out and being on the sea, and I really want to get into this industry. I want to I want to break in. I want to work on on the sea. I want to work on ships. What what can they expect? I mean, what does what does life look like once you're once you're out there? That's that's an excellent question, and you know, obviously, having gone through it, uh, there are there are not not too subtle differences uh, between a cruise ship and a cruise ship, and especially nowadays and in um, the not too distant future, where uh, smaller ships are built for purpose of reaching destinations that others don't go. You know, you always see in the news bigger, better, um, and you know, the next record will be broken. But the trend seems to go, um, and then where there's definitely a niche and interest for more ex- exploration um, type of, of journeys where, you know, guests are interested to go somewhere uh, to, to see places they haven't been to before. In terms of the working or of the working side, as a chef, um, I can only, you know, highly recommend, obviously, for somebody that is interested in doing it to... Uh, not second guess and or try to find out too much about it. Um, it is a it is a very interesting uh, environment, um, not only due to the cooking side but the whole ship's operation, where you will be involved in every aspect from security to uh, any scenarios that can happen and hopefully won't. But you know, at least you will be trained and or prepared for. Um, I am or I have been incredibly stereotyped for large cruise ships, uh, saying that in perspective, obviously working for one of the three largest um, cruise ship industry uh, or leader in the cruise ship industry, um, as I have worked on smaller ships before, it is um, certainly a more family uh, sort of environment. Everyone knows everyone and or at least will get to know you 
the one fact um, that you cannot leave out is you you don't have really the choice to go ashore um, to the movies and meet your friends that you have for long term, but uh, you're sort of for the lack of a better term, forced to obviously get along with whom you're working with. So having said that, and to answer your question, you know, I, can, I could probably go on and on and on and on. Uh, it, it really depends on the person itself to be open to uh, the various nationalities, the countries that will be visited, the time away from uh, what you cherish or don't in terms of personal life, you know, you won't you won't have your personal belongings from your apartment or house or 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 visit them family. Uh, it's all taken into consideration or needs to be taken into consideration while um, you know being away. So it is it is a big step, but extremely rewarding. Um, again, in terms of. Uh, seeing different ingredients depending on the itinerary where um, where where you know that person is choosing where to be, um, as well as working you know with individuals that you probably would not on a on a land uh, or shore uh, shore based um, operation in a, in a single you know hotel or restaurant. You know nowadays a lot has changed, especially with um, social media, um, and you know not to. Uh, Name any brands, or say you know Skype or or, or Facebook or Viber or whatever is out there. Um, the the connection and or seeing someone via via your phone or computer has has grown you know exponentially, and it's definitely helpful to stay connected. But um, you know again, it's it's not uh, it's not the close connection you would have going going to your families on a on a you know, Sunday for for a barbecue or or you know meeting up with your friends when they go out to a restaurant or anything like that. Yeah, I can definitely see how that would be a challenge for a lot of people. You know, to be gone for those extended periods of time and and your whole life is on that ship essentially. So um, yeah, I mean, I that would that would definitely be challenging. Um, but, you know, there are people out there who hear this and think, man, that sounds incredible. I would love to do that. You know, what do you look for when you're when you're looking to hire people, you're looking to bring people aboard these ships? What kind of credentials or skills or backgrounds, what do you look for when you're when you're hiring people? The, um, the preparedness really is in all in the attitudes, and I guess this, this speaks for any operation, I can say, uh, we have, as it is, you know, any large um, hotel or, or, or big operation, short side, uh, we employ from entry level to most experienced. So whoever is interested, you know, first and foremost, obviously needs to uh, show the interest and uh, be ready for you know anything that's new and uh, will change in terms of perspective. And um, again, uh, just uh, circling back to the fact that it's not only about the cooking side or or, or being in the galley, uh, but also knowing ships' operations. Uh, it has a different standard um, for cleanliness, um, and you know I'm not saying better or worse for for one matter, but it is certainly different. Uh, you, we we have uh, weekly drills uh, that again they're for training uh, purposes of 
uh, where where life boats are involved or a fire um, is simulated, uh, any any type of scenarios where there are side duties for anyone that works on a ship that um, is a major aspect. And um, you know, again, just being being open for all things considered that are being done there, which are very different to a shore-based operation. That that is the only advice that I can give, and or uh, being ready for it. And you know, something I've always wondered about with these, especially as you're going to all these different places and things, is like visas and and passports and things of that nature. How how does that work for people that are are aboard these ships and and going to these different places? That's an excellent question that I can unfortunately go too much into detail on. Uh, the 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 thing that um, I know and or can advise on most of the ships are Bahamian flagged, so you will certainly be advised what visa to get depending on the ports that uh, that are called upon. Uh, for the U.S., I believe it's the C1D or C1D, no, C1D, um, that allows you to go ashore but not um, take a job, for example, if you're from, from a different country than the U.S. Interesting. So what does a typical day look like aboard a ship for, say, somebody who's hired as a chef? So a typical day is broken down in 10 hours. Uh, that don't necessarily need to be in uh, in one stretch and uh, will be broken down in break and meal periods. Uh, there are, you know, great regulations and or uh, systems in place to not go into overtime. And if then, you know, it will only happen once, but certainly not twice, uh, regulated by the captain and the the various uh, institutions that um, oversee that. You, depending on your assignment, um, in you know if it's a complimentary restaurant, um, you would work in the main galley or a specialty restaurant or a signature restaurant. Depends on who you ask and what it will be called. Uh, there are different opening times and where where guests will have access. Um, it's you know, can start as early in the morning as 6 a.m. and you work the breakfast shift, then you have off and you come back in the evening or you have an assignment um, to do omelets, for example, uh, and work in the buffet area and then um, work for the lunch hour in a different restaurant and then for the evening hour in another restaurant. So it really varies depending on experience and assignment and you know obviously with that your responsibility grows or as the individual would like to grow and take on additional um, responsibility or assignment awesome so chef i'm gonna i'm gonna switch gears here for a second because i want to talk a little bit about something that uh that is kind of on my mind but um you are probably one of the more accomplished chefs that I've, I've run into, I've met. Um, you're a certified master chef, so you're part of an elite group right there. You are, uh, you've, you've had some incredible properties that you've managed and been a part of. Uh, you're, you're feeding a clientele on these, on these cruise ships that 
you know, dining is such a big part of cruises and something that people talk about and, and seek after. And, you know, it's just, it's a really big deal. It's a big deal. Um, especially in the settings that you, that you're in. So I'm curious, what advice do you give to people who are either just coming into this business or maybe want to improve their career a little bit? What advice do you give to those people? Because I think, I think you've probably got some gems that we could really learn from. I would say, be honest to yourself and, you know, reaching reaching for the stars is great, but you know, map map your way to really get there, um, and you know, not to speak too much in, in in analogies, but you know, reaching for the stars seemed very appropriate in, in two ways. You know, whether it be Michelin stars or you know the the far, uh, which which is a far reach for most of us chefs, but it's really the determination. You know, your 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 own evaluation. And that's what I mean with being honest to yourself, your own evaluation of what you're willing to sacrifice to uh, go where you want to be. Um, it all seems, and you see it a lot, especially through media, and again, social media has brought it up tremendously, where you see a lot of successes and we have a lot of um, great chefs out there that have come a long way but very few see the hard work that's put in and how they actually got there. Um, you know, it's, uh, I saw a very interesting quote that very much relates that, um, you know, if someone's carrying a weight and it might look easy, you don't really know how heavy it actually is. So going through all that, um, just be on the lookout and, commit uh, whether it's a sacrifice or not uh, and don't blame anyone else but yourself um, how you get there and where you want to be great advice advice that man I wish I had heard earlier on in my career and that I wish I had heeded maybe a little bit better throughout my career Um, I think being true to yourself there is there's a power and a magic in that and uh and the sooner you learn that lesson, the the quicker some of those successes and and things that you're seeking for will will truly come. So, Chef, another important question: If anybody hears this and is interested in learning more about you or or connecting with you, what's what's the best way to do that? So I'm actually, I mean, I'm really open to anyone that is interested. Uh, they can reach out to me via LinkedIn. Uh, find my profile under my name. Um, there is no second <laughs> that works in the cruise line industry with my name. So uh, feel free to reach out. Otherwise, the the easiest is to, and this is, you know, uh, that person has already made the decision to, uh, you know, apply and or get more interest or, or, or have interest and get more information than uh, go on the career website of, uh, the cruise line and uh, apply for a job that you know you see fit and or have uh, credentials for and everything else will be handled from there you know guys and gals there are there are a few jobs out there that are probably 
as demanding or as rewarding as those in the cruise industry, whether it's a big ship or a small ship. Time away is is time away, and uh, and it, and it can be challenging. But you know, I know this might not be for everyone, but I know that there are people out there who need this. I know that there are people out there who would love an opportunity like this and just don't know where to start. So. I would highly, highly recommend that you reach out to uh, Chef Prosh because he is uh, a great person to connect with, if anything else. Um, you know, he is at the top of his game and has a great network and has some incredible knowledge. And I would highly recommend that you you reach out and you take that chance and you connect with him and you associate with him and learn from him and uh, you know, possibly look into the opportunities because you, you just never know if you're somebody who's kind of on the fence and not sure what you're going to do next or not sure which way you want to, you want to start out. Well, this is another option. So you never, you never close out on options. You never burn bridges. You never, you never say never. Anyway, appreciate you guys being with us again this week. Look forward to continuing our journey onward together of making food and making money and figuring out what we want to do when we grow up. Because guess what? Most of us are still trying to figure it out. We'll see you next week. Hey, thanks for sticking around. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends, family, co-workers, or anyone who's interested in making food and money. And when you get a second, give us a review. It really helps us get the word out as well as letting us know how we're doing. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food, Make Money on Instagram or Facebook. Or email us, info at businesschef.org.